You're listening to Consider This, episode 269, for October 7th, 2019. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever, wherever, and whoever you are, the award-winning conservative podcast in 10 minutes or less is about to start. This is Consider This, and I'm the host, Doug Payton, who gives you what I think and would like to hear what you think. If you want to do that, hit the website, considerthis.ctpodcasting.com. Whether you prefer phone, email, or social media, you can find out how to get in touch right there. That's CT, as in concrete truck. How an insect and a six-year-old demonstrate our immigration policy and how an accidental hero got smeared. That's coming up. Speaking of award-winning, I did not win the podcast awards this time around. That accolade went to the Vox Media podcast Today Explained. There's a link in the show notes to it. I hadn't heard of it, but if its editorial voice is similar to the Vox articles I've read, I probably would disagree with a lot of it. But they did win, and so that certainly rates a link from me. Congratulations to Today Explained, and thanks to you for getting this show nominated. Wait till next year. I just have to relate a funny post I saw from one of my Facebook friends, and it takes a turn into current events. She posted this, quote, I found a small cricket in my sewing room today. When I asked my six-year-old about the origins of this critter inside my house during bedtime, I got this answer. Oh, it's okay. The cricket is part of my catch and release plan. First I catch them, and then I release them inside the house. Hashtag, what do you mean by them? I only found one. Hashtag, Jesus take the wheel and drive the exterminator over here. Close quote. Well, as funny as that was by itself, I, of course, found a political angle. I replied, quote, Hey, that's our immigration policy. The cricket should now get free health care from you, close quote, with the obligatory smiley. Her response, while humorous again, also highlighted what I believe is a wider opinion held by many like her. She said, quote, As a legal immigrant that doesn't believe in collecting welfare unless you're in dire temporary circumstances, I evicted the sucker and sent it back to its homeland, close quote. And yes, another smiley. It's funny, but it makes a salient point, and I would really like to have a poll that asks legal immigrants about this. I couldn't find one, but if you can, post it in the Facebook group or in the comments for the show notes. I'd appreciate it. Thanks so much. This is Eric Erickson. You're listening to the 10-Minute or Less Conservative Podcast. Consider this. This is the story of a guy who just wanted more beer money, and how he was targeted by the media for what's being referred to these days as canceling. Carson King thought he would try to take advantage of social media and held up a sign at a college football game that read, Bush Light Supply Need Replenished. Venmo Carson King 25. Venmo is a payment system that's owned by PayPal, FYI. Funny little stunt and somebody videoed it. (laughs) Just remember... Everything seems to be videoed these days. If you don't believe in an omnipresent God, at least realize that phones are everywhere. 
Anyway, the video went viral. Who knows why? Some do and some don't, but this certainly did. And in response to that, people from across the country tossed him some beer money. After about $1,600 poured in, he was shocked. At that point, he announced that any donations would go to a local children's hospital. Not what you'd expect from a thirsty college kid. When the dust settled, Carson King, beer enthusiast, had nearly $3 million in his account. Minus, I imagine, the price of a case or two of Bush Light. His philanthropy did not go unnoticed. He was honored with an official Carson King Day in his home state of Iowa. And an Iowa legend beer was produced in his honor. Both Anheuser-Busch and Venmo said they would match the donations. He thought then that he would make fundraising a career. He said, I found a passion here. I hope he hasn't lost that passion in spite of what happened next. Reporter Aaron Calvin at the Des Moines Register performed what he called a routine background check of King's social media history. Is this what the media does now, perform a routine background check of every accidental hero? Because there's nothing worse than a guy who gives $3 million to charity but doesn't have a spotless past. Because almost all of us have a spotless past, right? Well, this eagle-eyed reporter scrounged up two tweets from seven years ago when he was in high school that quoted an obscure comedy TV show that were racist. Because almost all of us never said stupid things in high school, right? And this was considered news. And as the Register's editor wrote, in the public good. And the media wonder why people's trust in them is waning. Matt Walsh, opining at the Daily Wire link to in the show notes, disagrees strongly that this is in any way the public good. Giving $3 million to a children's hospital, that's the public good. Having to go back to 2012 and find two bad tweets, back when there were only a max of 140 characters, is not helpful at all. How unhelpful is it? Well, let's start with the cowardice of Anheuser-Busch, who backed out of any further connection with Carson, citing that their values didn't align with the tweet. And then there's this. Let me start with the old saying that really goes, what's sauce for the goose is sauce for the gander. And so some people demonstrated how unhelpful this was by really saucing this gander. They poked back into the social media history of Aaron Calvin and found some inappropriate tweets that, quote, included derogatory language against black people, gay people, same-sex marriage, and women, close quote. The paper that had at first defended his actions then announced he was no longer employed at the register. That's the least they could do if they wanted to be consistent. Now, at first, the reporter apologized for his tweets, but has since taken to blaming others for his plight. Quote, I recognize that I'm not the first person to be doxxed like this. This whole campaign was taken up by right-wing ideologues and largely driven by that force. Close quote. Doxxed by right-wing ideologues? <laughs> he reported they doxxed. Right. Anyway, he continued. It was just a taste of what I assume that women and journalists of color suffer all the time, but the kind of locality and regional virality of the story made it so intense. <laughs> he reported, they oppressed. He's the victim, don't you see? No, I don't see. You give the journalism trade a bad name, 
but he gives thirsty college students a great name. Let me know what you think. This cancel culture is killing us. This apparently comes to news to some folks, but people are generally different, quite different, now versus how they were as a teenager. I know, hard to believe, but it's true. I want to bring your thoughts here. Call me at 267-CALL-CT0, 267-225-5280, or write me at considerthis at ctpodcasting.com. And the Facebook group has been active, so join us there. Go to considerthis.ctpodcasting.com slash Facebook, and that'll redirect you to where it's all happening. Join the conversation and add what you think. Let's have a good time as we consider this.